Woof, 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 woof. Welcome to another episode of the Non-Chasers here for SEN Track and Sports. But the Wednesday night, we found our new kennel on a, on a beautiful 7 p.m. time slot of a Wednesday. It's, a, it's great to be here. And I tell you what, do we have an absolute Hungry Jack's whopper of a show tonight. We have an absolute corker. Two guests. It's Million Dollar Chase Week. It is all happening here on the Non-Chasers. Before I do that, before I do that, let's uh, introduce the the fine feathered panel that we have on this such such eloquent podcast. Andrew Gunner, we'll start with you. How are we, great man? Good, Patty. How are you, mates? I'm okay. Did you like the intro? Yeah, I, controversial though, because uh, they're not really going with the the whopper at the moment. They're going with the big jacks and ups, upsetting a uh, rival, and so much so that it's uh, gone down the legal path. So um, anyway. We digress. Okay, good uh, good introduction into the show. We've got a plenty to get through today, and uh, that's a great start from you. Kenny, yourself, how are you? Great. Irish. Hope. I was, I was in Scotland. I was actually in great mood until I noticed that you left out our montage there, Paddy. Oh, I know. I apologise. <laughs> I, I had to leave it out for the sake of we have so much on today. I, I, I couldn't, we, we needed that two minutes. We've got two guests, and we'll get to who they are after we get to Shagger. Shagger, how are you? I'm going well, thanks, Patty. How are things no, that's good. over in your world? Ah, uh, Matt, yes, very good. Very good. All right, elephant out of the room, no montage. Um, we were going for 13 in a row, and look, we did get the montage, didn't we, boys? I think yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> very, we very did, we did, yeah. Yeah, we did, but we, for the sake of the show, we, we haven't been able to get in because we have two cracking guests today. The first one... Bit of conjecture about how we pronounce this man's name. <laughs> is it Mark or is it Mark? Duclos. <laughs> Penny? Idiopathic. Shagger. <laughs> Gunner, are you looking forward to speaking to Mark? Obviously, a, a man who's been in industry a long time. We're going to get his thoughts on the on the million-dollar chase, which is on Friday. What have we got for him, do you reckon? Uh, we've got plenty, but we won't, uh, we won't give it all away just now. We'll keep our powder dry. I like it. And also we're going to speak to uh, the sister of Russell, Sharon Sharon Crow. <laughs> <laughs> what was your gag off air, uh, Gunner, about family Christmas? Oh, just wondering Sharon when Sharon's family get together, whether they call it a gathering or a murder, a murder of crows. Anyway, we'll move on. It's not funny. Yeah. No, I thought it was actually quite funny. Uh, we're going to speak to her. Of course, she is the owner of Shadow Mist in the Million Dollar Chase final on uh, on Friday night. So we are absolutely jam-packed, packed to the rafters of Greyhound content. And, of course, some of our favourite segments, we're bringing back Fast Bucks. Fast we've had a little bit of a we've had a little bit of a tinker after some uh, online feedback and some Twitter feedback, and so that has been changed. And also we've got a horror call, a good one too. Boys, tip off the top, we'll start with you, please. Shagadelic, what do you got for us? Uh, going to Ballarat Race 7, and I'm tipping number 8 here. Um, it's Spring Haze, so pretty nicely drawn out there in box 8. Um, should be able to beat the 7 out, and the 6 will jump well and cut down, so hopefully it gets a nice cut across there. Um, bit of a danger there in box 5, uh, Penta Allen, who is fresh off a spell, hasn't raced since early July, so hard to know how he'll be going first up. But, um, yeah, look, I think Spring Hayes is drawn to win there. Like it. And what about you, Kenneth? Um, Good day, Ash I'm heading to Ballarat as well, but I'm going earlier. Um, I'm going for the 18 minutes past 7 race. That's race 2, and I'm going with box 4, Aston Colossus. 
Um, there was a big gamble in this dog on his debut last week. Um, he didn't win, but um, obviously must be capable of something if the money was coming there, so I'm just going to follow that. Okay. Do you, are you boys enjoying the, the longer leash now on a Wednesday night and being able to – got the whole evening's canvas to uh, to select a tip off the top. You're not just sort of crammed into a 20-minute time window. Are you enjoying that? It is good to have a bit more than one or two races to get a cipher on. Um, so, yeah. Okay. I like that. Well, I'm glad we can facilitate <laughs> that for you here on the non-chasers. Boys, the multi, what happened last week? Surely it came in, no? <laughs> so none of us know what actually got up on that. Didn't love. <laughs> Two out of four. Cool. Two out of four. We're a bit of a curse this week now. No, in fact, I'm no, sorry, put... one out of four. Okay. Which one? Well, thanks for we just making be, it. Faith uh, Bale got up. I think that was my leg, but I think the other <laughs> three. Oh, <laughs> yes, there he is. <laughs> I think we should call it the non-placer multi. Oh. <laughs> Very good, Shagger. <laughs> Very funny. I am... Um, I'm going to put my hand up and I'm going to step out today. Um, look, I've been on the fringe of the non-chasers multi for a long time and I think I just need to go back to the 11.40 game and uh, just uh, hone my craft again in the reserves and um, and fire back up. So Mark Duclos is going to come in and actually have a leg for the non-chasers multi or as Shagger calls it, the non-places multi. <laughs> Gents. Yeah. We need to talk about something which we spoke about last week on the podcast. Now, Kenny, he comes from Ireland and he's a man full of ideas, but I think he's had an absolute grandstander last week. And we sort of brushed over it, but then when we went off air, we went, hang on, this is an absolute cracking idea. And it has gained some momentum during the week. I'm talking about Tommy Shelby versus Thomas Shelby, the greyhound loser has to change their name for good. This is happening, boys. This is happening. Are we fizzed? Is it booked I, I like it, but is it getting off the ground, Paddy? Well, we put a tweet out. Okay, we put a tweet <laughs> oh, out. That's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. No, obviously our friends at Dapto are very, um, very receptive to the idea, which is a good start. It looks like uh, the Withers camp is very receptive to the idea. Now, we did a little bit of background checking. Will they send Tommy Shelby over to the megastar? Dapto sort of starred December for the heats. Maybe we could all get a time around there when he's going to trial. I think he'll be too busy winning the Melbourne Cup. Fair. <laughs> so the logistics is still a bit of a sticky point at the moment, but there was definitely some keenness from the Withers camp. Now, where it's all falling down at the moment is we can't get hold of the actual Thomas Shelby out of Adelaide. If anyone out there... Knows who who trains Thomas Shelby? Do we know anyone off the top of their head? Anonymous, anonymous. I have no Shag, idea. If you, if you can please go to the judge and find out for us very quickly, that'd be great. Might might be uh, similar situations when we were trying to track down the Attards. Uh, <laughs> yes, he's um, an investigation. Sorry, but an investigation. But it is certainly there's some rubber on the road, and Thomas Shelby versus well, sorry. I'll rephrase that. Tommy Shelby versus Thomas Shelby is certainly in the works. It's going to be a cracker. The loser has to change their names for good. If, question without notice, Kenny, if you had to price up a little market, what would we be talking head-to-head? Tommy Shelby versus Thomas Shelby over um, 500 metres. No betting. Tommy Shelby would be a dollar or one and only because the system doesn't let me put on a smaller price. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what about Tommy Shelby to win by three or more lengths? 
What what distance? Five hundred. It's still oh, what's what what what, what trap distances have they got there? Adapter. I think I think Should you'd know. want to be setting up oh, a I'm handicap, sorry. significant one. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's not it. That's the idea. Is that Tommy Shelby was first to get his name, so he should have every right to be winning uh, the race over over a sprint distance. I'm going to say Tommy wins by twenty twenty five lengths, easy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tipping Tommy could jump the fence, go and get a quick happy meal at the Dapto Maccas, and still jump back on track and win. Do you, do you remember when Pete O'Neill from over in Perth said that Tornado Tears could fall over and still win? <laughs> and he lost. <laughs> do, you, do you remember what happened that day? You lost. Do you remember when uh, I said Tornado Tears wasn't going to win another group race? Uh, and then a few days later, up have, you, have, you played, have you played Tornado Tears back into form? I think I have. I'll, I'll take better. the credit. Yep. He's, he's a, he's a pin-up dog. We, I mean, we're talking about Thomas Shelby. He has still managed to win four races from his uh, short career of 14 starts. So still, you know, hats off. He's not running the times of Tommy Shelby, but um, he's, I think, uh, you know, squeezing out everything um, from his from his talent. So good on him. Shag- do you mean, do you Shag- mean hats off or peaky cap off? Uh, peaky cap off. Um, Shag has actually booked it, booked solid for the next three years. He's he's got a long list of suitors that uh, want to come for a form reversal. He's got <laughs> he's got towns that have been in drought for ten years that he wants the, the mayor wants to come and speak. He's got blokes that, in a, again. blokes that are in a dry spell, footy clubs that haven't won for four years. So Shag is solidly booked to perform reversals. If you want to get in touch with him, what was the longest maiden at Attar trained again? What was it, Frosty? Blue Jay or something, Frosty oh, Black Jay. Yeah. <laughs> heard, heard that's coming out of retirement after, <laughs> after hearing Shaggy's back. Um, no, so Shelby versus Shelby, very much in the works. Watch this space. And if anyone out there, I'm talking the Millsies of the world who are down in the sort of South Australian area, that neck of the woods, if they have any contact to Thomas Shelby's camp, get in touch. Um, no cat dog this week, Kenny? No. No. It wasn't my turn anyway. <laughs> I think it was your parties, to be honest. Just, so. just catching you, mate, seeing if you're on the pulse. But you do have a boom dog for us, and it comes from our foreign correspondent, Davey Mitchell. Yeah. What do you got for us? We were sitting watching the, the Million Dollar Chase Heats all night, and I just got a message from David, and uh, while all the MDC action was happening, he just messaged me saying, I've got a boom dog for you. I, I got very excited. I made everybody in our Zoom call shut up. We need to know what this dog is. And... Uh, it's a dog that ran a Bendigo last Friday as well. Um, he clocked, what was it, 27.90. The week before, he did 27.73. And the dog's trained by Andy Azarpati, and it's called McCooley's Lad. It's raced four times, one, two, second, twice. McCooley's Lad. Yeah. Anthony Azarpati. Yeah. So, Boom yeah. dog. And notably with this dog, it's not turning two until February next year. So every yeah. chance this dog has... Uh, a bit of improvement in it. Um, already jumping very well, clocking 640 to the first split at Bendigo over the 500. Um, it's past two runs, which is flying. So, yeah, this dog's got plenty of ability. And just, Do you want to just say to, something? Um, just to remind mm-hmm. listeners, David Mitchell's the guy who told us all about Houdini Lad before Houdini anybody boy. had heard tell of him, and he's yeah, now favourite for Houdini, Houdini boy. boy. We say lad in Ireland. Um, <laughs> Not a stain, though. He's names of dogs just for the sake of Don't diss me language. Um, yeah, he told us about Houdini Boy um, a lot longer than... Long before anybody had heard tell of him, and he's now favourite for um, all the staying races this year, so 
Keep an eye on the coolies, lad. He's a man with a very, very wise eye for the caper. Boys, let's take a quick break. On the other side of it, we're going to speak to Mark Zuclos. All things Million Dollar Chase. We've also got to bring in a little horror call. We heard down the straight race and also fast bucks, fast bucks. We'll be back after this on The Non-Chasers. Welcome back to The Non-Chasers Sportsbet Greyhound Racing Podcast here for Sportsbet and SEN Track. Little horror call. Okay. Favourite segment. Um, well, what of? In fact, it's probably a, a, fa- a new segment which might start to usurp uh, horror calls, which will be coming up shortly. But for now, let's go to horror calls. Horror calls. Okay, Gunnar. Um, it's pretty straightforward caper. Um, calling greyhound racing. <laughs> well, it's not. I say that with a with a bit of a loaded gun. Um, listen to this at Kabalbaba, our favourite uh, Queensland track. Where they run on the grass up the straight, and Caller does a pretty good job, albeit. Misses half the race because he's on the phone to the Dale. Have a listen to this. With the one zapped on Adesanya, 6.50. It can show speed and probably is some sort of value with that quote. I put them in 2.681 and they're off. The favourite buck the bull got yeah, away quite well. Yeah, it was a tough well. gig. I think it was uh, Dean Jones that was calling that race, Paddy. Um, he, was, he was late to the track. I think he got stuck in a bit of traffic. Johnny Brash had to come out and cover the first race for him. He was, he was that far far behind early on and um he got there for race two but uh i think he was just um he's just a bit out of sorts and race three he must have been looking down at his notes and he looks up at the track and they're 50 50 meters out of the boxes and already uh, the race is already half over so anyway i I found it rather humorous he was a 336 meter dash and he's no joke missed the first 80 metres because he's on the blower. <laughs> well, I think um, he just was unsure what to tip in the race, and I think he just waited because he tipped two, six, and one, and they were um, three out of the first four, so he wasn't far <laughs> off. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he's trying to look smart. Uh, pretty good pretty good strategy, if you ask me. Um, no, very funny out there at uh, Kepelbapa. Um, and Aldino joins Horror Calls Hall of Fame. Um, boys, fast bucks. Fast bucks. Fast bucks. Fast bucks. Now, Kenny is one man who doesn't get excited for much, but when he's sending around an email midweek with fast bucks results, <laughs> you know, you know something struck a bit of a chord. And old Kenneth, if you do have that handy, which might be a stretch, but if you do have that uh, scoreboard handy. It would be nice. Fast bucks for those who are listening for the first time. We thought we'd try and rip through the card and have a bit of a head-to-head-to-head contest between the three of them here. I, I just sort of mediate the process um, and see who comes out on top. Now, Kenny, you actually sort of did it with a profit and loss, didn't you, with a $10 stack? I went $10 stacks um, on the Vic Toad odds. Yeah, cheap um, save. Do you want the results? Yep. What were they? Um, in last place, it was Shagger on minus $48. Oh, Jesus. In second place, I was myself in $29. Oh, you made a profit. Can't go broke making a profit. And absolutely running away with it. In first place is Mr. Andrew Gunner on $120. You've made money. 
he... fast bucking your way through the card gunner. Well done. Yes, well done. Only as good as your last game, though. So round two, here we come. <laughs> so this has a little bit of clout. I like it. Okay, so we took a little bit of feedback on during the week <laughs> from and um, from the Twitter sphere, and it was quite uh, unanimous in what it was saying. So it was a bit too long, a bit too long. So the beauty of the background music is it has a timer. We have eighty seconds. All right, eighty seconds. This is fast. Fast, 80. Fast, I thought we had fast. 90. Where have we no, lost 10 I'm, seconds this morning? We've lost 10 seconds because that's all the audio file goes for. Right. Make sure you get them in a uh, race order this we week, party. 80 seconds. We are going through Wentworth Park Friday night. Of course, it's the Million Dollar Chase final night at Wenty Park. I'm just getting the card up. Now, can we ascertain here, are we giving names or numbers? I'm still on the name brigade. Yeah, <laughs> I, think, names. I think we're going okay. n- number and name as quick as you can. Number and name. Num- Oh, jeez, we're going to try and squeeze this into 80 seconds. I reckon just go name. All right. Okay. <laughs> we'll wing it. We'll see what happens. <laughs> okay. Now, Gunnar, seeing as you uh, won last week, you get first choice. All right. This is fast. This is fast bucks, everyone. 80 seconds starts. Now, Gunnar, race Stop. one, Wentworth Park. Sovereign King. Shagger. Still Blue. Kenny. Shandul Prince. Like it. Race two, Gunner. Crispy Chicken. Kenny. Zipping Moose. Shagger. Uh, Ritz Tommy. Race Zip. three, Kenny. Chrissy Varner. Shagger. Sorry. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Time's up. <laughs> <You guys. laughs> oh my Sorry, my phone just had a meltdown. Oh, come on, mate. 30 seconds. Oh, uh, are you kidding me? Shagger, give I, it I to me. Shagger. Shagger. Escape. Gunner. Rachel's Revenge. Race four, Shagger. Vamos Penny. Gunner. Chrome. Kenny. Kilgarbsky. Race five, Kenny. Pepper. Shagger. Jabini. Gunner. Uh, Crazy Old Goat. Race six, Gunner. Oh, geez, that was quick. Uh, Charlie Cockatoo. Shagger. Nanga Cash. Gunner. I mean, Kenny. Robbie Mills. Race seven, Kenny. Sunset Burbsky. Shagger. His tears. Gunner. Tornado tears. Race eight, Gunner. Uh, second exit. Shagger. Faithy Bale. Kenny. Stardom. Race nine, Kenny. Tommy Shelby. Gunner. Shadow missed. Shagger. Flying Ricardo. Race ten, Shagger. Ritter Cohen. You bastard. Kenny. Rick Moway. Gunner. You bastard. <laughs> Ritter Donald. Race. That's, that's it. That's, that's it. Bang. Bang. 95 seconds. Really? <laughs> Good work. 95 seconds, albeit with Shaggy's absolutely. Shaggy taking 30 seconds to get a bloody tip out. To get, to get get my phone to load. That's a lot better. That is that is a lot better fast bucks. Well this done. Is, this was actually like the first week where like technology was working perfectly for Shagger <laughs> before the show. <laughs> Shagger, from a- I could see Shagger had the braille form guide out, just feeling his way through the dark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Well done. That's the card at Wentworth Park on Wednesday night. Boys, Friday. I'm now. Friday night. Friday night. Did I say Did I say Wednesday night? You did. Oh, Friday. Friday night, Wentworth Park. A man to talk all about Wentworth Park. Friday night, the Million Dollar Chase. We have him on the line. It is our great friend, Mark Juklos. Mark, welcome to the non-chasers, mate. What's the vibe like for uh, for Friday night and the big Million Dollar Chase? 
Well, I suppose being in, based in the east of Sydney at the moment, Paddy, it's a bit like a Mardi Gras for dogs at the moment, mate. It's, uh, <laughs> it's full on. I mean, you know, you've got the lure of a million dollars going to the winner of, of one race in less than 30 seconds. And, you know, for, for I guess for any of these trainers, any of these owners, that's a that's a life-changing event, one million dollars. It's, it's hard to believe, particularly when you think of the fact that it was only four years ago that the coalition government overturned the ban on greyhound racing in new south wales so there you go boys uh, glad us in a bit of trouble just like they were four years ago mate and uh, are you going to be there on friday night mark i certainly will be i uh, i'll be trackside we've got uh, big coverage on the dogs.com.au facebook page we're also doing a uh, a six minute feature presentation uh, on Channel 9 directly after the uh, the NRL prelim final. Now, that's going out on Channel 9 throughout New South Wales, Victoria and Melbourne. So it's going to be a stack of eyeballs uh, on Greyhound Racing and on an event, you know, worth a million dollars, which I, I guess will get plenty of people talking. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a big night, mate. And speaking of the big event, Mark, uh, who's your tip? I'm tipping Flying Ricardo. He's a he's a pup that I've had a fair bit to do with. I, I run an auction up here called the Gold Muzzle Auctions, and they bought this pup through the auction uh, in June 2019. They paid $7,500 for it. He's oh, had 16 stars to date. He's won 14 times. He's run second the other two times. He's won a Group 2 blacktop. His big go is he's got amazing early speed. He was really tough in his semi-final last Friday night. He was the meat in the sandwich, but he just punched through and punched through. And I think he's drawn to get the perfect run in the race from box three. He likes the middle track, get two or three dogs off the fence. And, uh, you know, he, he'll run around that 29.6, 29.7 mark. I think he'll take the million dollars home. Obviously only a relatively young dog, uh, well, just December 18. Do you think he's, there's still a fair bit of improvement to come from Flying Ricardo? Oh, definitely. He's, uh, as you say, like he, he doesn't turn two for another two months. He's giving away age and experience and, you know, to a lot of these other dogs. But I guess it's it's like that old axiom. If, you, you know, if you're good enough, you're old enough. And, and he's done everything they've possibly asked of him. The big dangers, uh, Shadow Mist drawn in box one, South Australian dog, comes up with the red rug and, you know, boxers win big races. And and Tommy Shelby, um, he's the Western Australian superstar. He's had three starts at Wendy for two wins. He's got the fastest time of any of these dogs in the field. He's run 29.44 at Wentworth Park. And he ran the fastest time in the semifinals last, uh, last Friday night. But seriously, I've been going to Wendy since I was 15. That's about 45 years ago. And I've seen even the best dogs in Australia being brought undone by Box 8 at Wenny in a feature race. It's a graveyard box for me. You don't look a day over 40, Mark. <laughs> it's the uh, makeup, mate. It's the makeup. <laughs> even, even at this time of the day. Uh, you, you're tipping Flying Ricardo. Can you give us any insights into how you see the map playing out and um, if there was to, to be a boil over or, or maybe one at odds, have you got any thoughts on that? Yeah, look, the, all the, pay, the the three real pace dogs are drawn in boxes one, two and three, Shadow Mist, Cherry and Flying Ricardo. Boxes four, five and six, they're as slow as I am early. Uh, and then you go out to boxes seven and eight, Handsome Prince and Tommy Shelby, they've got pace. As I said, outside boxes, they would need to absolutely come out running to get across and get clear air and get to the front and be able to win. I think Flying Ricardo can punch up and lead. If there is going to be trouble, which there can be with a, all that early speed on the inside and the outside crashing across, 
I thought waging war, you know, around the $26 mark, um, $27 with Sportsbet at the moment. I, I thought he was the, the dog that could probably, you know, stalk them in the early stages. And if, you know, punters are looking for something at big odds to throw something on each way and also throw him in the uh, exotics and that. Uh, I thought waging war from box four was the best each way, hope. Yeah, that... that- that's a that's a scary thought, Mark, because uh, that was the outsider I'd, I had written down that if there was a jam up on the corner in the speed battle that uh, one of those dogs that could fall out and, and just punch through a, a hole that's created by a bit of carnage, I thought, waging war. So we'll, uh, we'll either be cheering together or uh, commiserating. Yeah, that's the death knock for him, isn't it? Seriously. Both of us tipping him, so... <laughs> <laughs> Mark, you've been in the in the caper for you said forty five years. How did you get into it, and especially into the broadcasting side of things from a well, from a young age? Uh, I when I was a kid, my dad was a mad punter, so to paint the scene Saturday afternoon in a lounge room with a radio, the old man's got the the form guide rolled up into a whip. Uh, you know, he's he's you know phoning the SP bookmaker. He was never a big punter, having fifty cents and a you know dollar each way thing. So. It was through my dad that I got involved. Uh, Rex Mossop, a, a famous rugby league player turned television star, used to have a television program on Channel 10 every Saturday night. They used to broadcast four races out of Wente and Harold Park. As kids, we used to sit there and watch, pick a dog, whoever got the most winners on the night got the prize. I quickly worked out boxes one and eight with a big go, and after about two months, the brother and sister didn't want to play anymore. Uh, and then I, I progressed through that. I, I Got in touch uh, with a, a trainer up uh, at Browse, living at Hornsby at the time. He was a, a really famous stud master and he taught me the rudiments of, of greyhound racing. I, I trained dogs in the early part and then in the sort of late 80s, uh, Sky Channel still hadn't evolved, but I was involved in television and decided I'd bring out a series of videos about how you train dogs. Uh, they were called Greyhound Racing Extra. From there, it all just progressed. I joined Sky in the mid-90s, I've sort of had four incarnations there and love them, hate them, go back. I've dropped them off forever now. They're out of my will. Um, so, you know, it's been a, for me, it's been a lifelong involvement in the sport, something I love. And, you know, I've got 15 or 20 pups at the moment and, and, and I just love the game, mate. It's just, you know, you see the look, let's say, you see the look on some of these people's faces when they realise they've got to throw up the stunts for a million dollars. They're just normal knockabout people. That's what I love about the greyhound industry, mate. And, Mark, you mentioned a dog, Tommy Shelby, earlier. Yeah. The speedster from WA. Now, on this podcast, we had an idea last week. Now, Tommy Shelby, obviously, Peaky Blinders, comes from WA and he's a gun. He's a, he's a champion dog. But we've noticed there's another dog in Adelaide called Thomas Shelby. Yes. Now, Kenny, our great man here, said, all right, we need to right the wrong here and we need to race them together in a match race. The loser has to change their name forever. What do you think of what do you think about that? Uh, I'm thinking Thomas Shelby may be in for a change of name, boys. <laughs> uh, when when you look at uh, Tommy Shelby's record, 27 starts, 20 wins, ran second in the group one, Vic Peters final, second favourite uh, for the million dollar chase on Friday night. And there's Thomas Shelby. Trained by Tony Nobles. He's had uh, 14 starts for four wins. Uh, two starts back, one at Engle Park over the 388 metres. So, I don't know, fellas, unless it's a, what, a, you know, 1,250 metre race. Um, <laughs> maybe it's got a chance. But I, I'm, I'm thinking Thomas Shelby may be in for a name change, boys. 
Uh, we we tend to agree. We we think we could probably stop. He could probably stop off at the uh, Dapdo Maccas if a, if the head to head race was held there. Um, grab a quick meal, jump back on track, and still win. Yeah, um, it's just across the road. But you know what, Paddy? They've had handicap races. I mean, maybe we hit start Thomas Shelby from the five twenty, get to the post the first time, and Tommy Shelby has to start in the back straight at the six hundred or something. <laughs> mm, like it. Very good. Handicap. Handicap's big in the UK, boys. Uh, Mark, we can't let you go without asking best dog you've seen. Uh, best race dog I've ever seen is Rapid Journey. Uh, in you know, back in the late nineties, won five group ones, retired with a world record of five hundred and fifty odd thousand dollars. Just knew where the winning post was. He wasn't the fastest dog. Uh, he was a great dog, but he was just a really tough race dog. Fastest dog I ever saw was Brother Fox, trained by Steve Kavanagh uh, back in the early 80s, and that just an absolute Learjet. And, the, you know, the other two that really come to mind, uh, Brett Lee and, of course, the great Fernando Bale. And just before you do go, Mark, we've got the Sydney Cup, of course, race seven. Who's your tip in that one? Uh, Sunset Burbsky from Box 7. She was, I think she was a run short last week. Uh, she hadn't had a start over the 700 for about three weeks. Prior to that, she won a Group 3 speed star over the distance in Victoria. Uh, the other two dangers, the, the brothers, half-brothers, uh, he's tears drawn Box 1, the old champ, Tornado Tears, he's drawn Box 2. But Sunset Burbsky loves a wide draw. She'll probably camp, you know, four or five off the early leaders. I think she'll storm home over the top. I think she's the one to beat. So I'm tipping Flying Ricardo in the Million Dollar Chase, Sunset Burbsky in the Sydney Cup, boys. And, Mark, final question here. Paddy, there's a lot of final questions. There there are a lot of final (laughs) questions here. I know, I know. We're we're, we're good at this. This is what you get from the the bedroom office. we do a, a multi. We call it the three three quarter multi. We only need three out of four legs to place on a Friday night. Now I haven't been hitting them too well, so I'm going to step out this week. We need your best place selection for Friday night on the Wenny Park card. This is pressure, mate. This is absolute pressure. <laughs> so we've got to find but, three dogs to run a place. No, just, no, just the one. Just we one just need your yourself. just just one. Just one for me to run a place. Uh, look, I think Chrissy Banner in race three, she's drawn box two. She, she's favourite. I don't know whether we've got to have long odds or short odds, but uh, she's won her last five straight. She goes around in the Youngstar Classic final. Uh, she's run 29.79. She's got a really slow beginner drawn on her inside. Uh, Barry Gibbons, Tommy, after the race last week, she was he'd been soft on her. Um, so my place bet, race three, number two, Chrissy Banner, boys. Like it. Great, great stuff, Mark. Um, we'll, we'll wrap up, wrap up there. Th- thanks so much for joining us on the, the non-chasers this evening. Uh, before you go, uh, just give us a plug where we can find you doing your best work at the moment. Yeah, the dogs.com.au. We do video previews of, uh, of around about 20 different uh, meetings each week with our best bets from our form experts. Uh, we also, you know, drill down on the feature meeting at Wanny Park every week. So the dogs.com.au. Go there. You can uh, watch every race live. And how's the audition been, Paddy? Have I passed or what? Oh, absolutely. Cheers, mate. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Thanks, Mark. We appreciate it, mate. We'll we'll be uh, be in on the dogs.com.au to to see your good work. (laughs) And, uh, of course, 
best of luck for, for everything on Friday night. It's going to be an absolute Dorothy Dixer, as we like to say. Don't forget, you can watch it all on Channel 9, the feature race on Channel 9 right after the footy. And you can get on with Sportsbet as well. Oh, I love it. You'll, you'll be still in our jobs right off us. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Mark. Good on you, Mark. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, Mark. Well, there we have it, gents. Oh, Mark Duclos, plenty, plenty about him. I like the cut of his jib. Let's take a break. Be back with more on Chase. We've got another guest, Sharon Crow, Shadow Mist. Woohoo! After the break on SEN Track. <coughs> Welcome back to the non-chasers here on SEN Track for Sportsbet. Now we just spoke to Mark Duclos. We had an ad break, and we're coming back in with another guest. It's a double trouble guest time here on the non-chasers. We've got Sharon Crow, who is the owner. Her and her husband own Shadow Mist, who is a Absolute red-hot chance in the million-dollar chase. You'll hate me saying that. Sharon, welcome to the non-chasers. Thanks. Are you, are you, are you excited, nervous, or, or confident going into Friday night? How, how's, the, how's the feeling? Um, probably every emotion you could possibly feel on feeling. Um, <laughs> excited. Can't believe it's actually my dog that's racing. Um, can't believe people are actually interested in my dog. Um, nervous that he's racing and just hoping, fingers crossed, that he goes okay. And how, how has you pulled up after last week, Sharon? I'm sure you've been on the phone every every five minutes to Connections up there in, in Sydney to try and find out how the dog's getting on. Yeah, look, he's really, um, really going well. Um, he's prancing around as if he knows he's done something well um, and he's just, yeah, he's just really keen focused to any photo I ever see of him, you can just see in his eyes how focused he is. Um, so he's just an amazing dog, beautiful natured dog, um, great in the kennels, but as soon as you get him on the track, he's just gets focused. So he's um, great. Um, the dog is has been based in SA recently, um, and you guys would have had him made the call well to go for the Adelaide Cup or for the Million Dollar Chase. Was that a tough call to make or was the lure of a million dollars just... We have to go for it. Um, we got the choice. We met, we got him into Adelaide by two days to qualify for the state final, and because he won the state final, um, he we got the qualification to the invite to the semi final. Um, we didn't even know that we had sort of had the cutoff until a couple of weeks before. We thought did the calculations and thought this is amazing. Then we sort of originally said, no, look, we'll just keep him for the Adelaide Cup because set him for the Adelaide Cup because we thought that was the best option for him. And then Lauren and Ryan sort of got in contact and said, we've done calculations. We could actually send him to Sydney to do the trials at Wentworth Park. And then we can have a look at how he went. Um, not thinking he would go as well as he did in his trials. Um, I think he ran 29.64 in his second trial, which is what he did on Saturday, on Friday night. Um, so it was probably the day before the match race that we decided that let's make the call um, and send him to Sydney. That was just continuously back and forward about the pros and cons. Um, and he just he put the the um, things on the wall on the board, and so we said, "Yep, let's go for it." And Sharon, you've you've drawn the cherry, uh, ironically next to a dog called Cherry, which is uh, <laughs> interesting in itself. When you when you drew the red rug the other night, did that just create a little bit more optimism in, in, amongst the camp? Yes, but it's a it's a dog race. You just don't know what could happen. Yes, he's been pinging it out of the box like he's never done it before. Um, 
and you know if he pings it again yep it's looking good if it doesn't um you know you've then got sharing a cut across and we could cause us problems there so we haven't got it in the bag by no means because you've got seven other dogs you just don't know what they're going to do as well um, but yeah we were pretty we were screaming again when the, the number one came out we just could not believe it so um yeah it's just i have a grab a stubby holder after whenever we know what box he's in um, am i superstitious i don't know but i've got the number one Stubby holder, so I use it now until the race. Um, so my, Matt and I collect stubby holders, so we've got ones for, for black and green and blue, and I grab it as soon as I know what box is in, and it's, it's working out so far, so I'm not going to change my system. Oh, very, very good. No, don't don't change that up, Sharon. Um, you, you don't happen to be a Richmond or a Port Adelaide fan, do you? No. So how, how are you going to keep yourself entertained on, on Friday night leading up to the race? Will you watch the other races? Will you watch the footy? Um, yeah, obviously during COVID times, you, you probably would have headed up to, to Sydney to be on track, but how will you keep yourself occupied on Friday night? Um, my husband actually runs a horse tipping competition in Spring Carnival. Um, and so we actually do that Friday night. We get, there's probably about 12 of us in the comp. So we get all our tips that we have to put on as a um, on a Excel spreadsheet. So that takes about a couple of hours. I spend more than five minutes getting ready. I get dressed up as if I'm actually at the race, cheering him on. Um, so that sort of occupies me as well. So we're we sort of got our routine down packed. But yeah, we're glad Matt can be entertained with his tipping competition on the Saturday. So yeah, and. Regardless of what happens this week, um, have you got some plans in mind for the dog? He's been invited to the Top Gun. Will he be coming to Victoria to have a crack at some of the big races next month? Um, yeah, we got the nomination, which again, when I got that, I screamed. I've been doing a lot of screaming lately. Um, yeah, he's got, so he's got the nomination. We've accepted that. We're pretty much just going to get through this week um, and then we'll reassess it. But we are looking for the Melbourne Cup. Um but again, what happens with COVID, we've got no idea. Um, how, and that's why we're just going to sort of get through this week and then reassess how it can, what can be done. Yeah. Racing is exciting, whether you've got a dog racing for a million dollars like, like uh, someone lucky like yourself, Sharon, or, or whether you've got a, a dog uh, running around in, in much smaller prize money races. Um, and it's great to see ladies involved with racing. Tell us a bit about how you got involved with racing and some of the benefits in, in other ladies being involved in racing. Um, we've been involved for six years. Um, we got into our first dog six years ago. Um, we were at Matt's uncle's wake. And they said, let's get into, all the cousins and aunts and uncles decided to get into greyhound racing. I said, no, because I knew what my life would become, because I know my husband. I was very adamant we're not doing it. Um, there were 20 shares, Matt saying, no, no, we don't need to have anything to do with it. And I'm like, I know what you like. So within 24 hours, we own two shares of the dog. Um, within six weeks, um, of live baiting happened. So I became manager and tre treasurer of the two dogs. We've got one of our original dogs at home as a pet. Um, and we've just gone from there, just buying dogs and getting to the track, which we probably buy them every six months. We might buy one or two dogs. 
Um, we just sort of, and with Immortal Power, our first dog that we've got at home, I think we pretty much went to every track, um, which meant be like, oh, let's ride a Warnable, watch a race for 30 seconds and drive back home. <laughs> um, so we, when we, and that's why I knew what my life would become with Matt being involved with dogs. Um, yeah, so it's just great. It's where we pick the dogs out, or Matt studies and finds a dog at the age of three months to buy. Um, I ask the questions, make sure that what he wants is not is what the dog is. I've got to make sure the the, um, the puppy's cute before I'll agree to it. And then from then on, we're seeing the dog every three or four weeks um, normally to um, just help socialise the dog and get it to the track. So we put a lot of time into it, but it's just the thrill, just, you know, to, yeah, it's, it's a great industry. We've met some great people involved in the industry. Um, and, yeah, it's a great – and it's we did actually look at buying dogs before we bought um, Sooty or Shadow Mist. Um, we actually looked at buying into um, racehorses and we just sort of thought, no, it's better to stay with the greyhound. It's, it's more um, – I think you're more, yeah, it's just a better atmosphere for us, I think, yeah. Nah, fantastic. We we loved hearing your, your story, Sharon, and we wish you all the best on Friday night and I hope that uh, that red stubby holder there can really uh, bring home the bacon and you can be a million dollars richer come around 10pm on Friday evening. So thank you so much for joining us on The Non-Chasers. We really appreciate your time, Sharon Crow. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Sharon. Sharon thank you. Cheers. Best of luck. Boys, we're going to take a quick break here on The Non-Chasers. We'll be back with a quick wrap of all. We're going to give our best for the big million-dollar chase final as well as our Non-Chasers multi. We'll be back after this. Welcome back to The Non-Chasers here on SEN Track. Boys, we've got to wrap it up quickly. We've had two great guests on the show, but it's an important time of the show. Instead of showing me the money, we're just going to do our selection for the million-dollar chase Kenny, we're going to start with you. Who's going to win it on Friday night? Um, big fan of Tommy, so I'm going to stick with him. Boxhead Tommy Shelby. How about you, Gunnar? Shadow missed, but as we touched on earlier, waging war, um, the knockout chance. And uh, Shagadelic. Shagadel- I'm with Shadow missed as well. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? I'm going to go with Flying Ricardo. So we're, we're casting our net far and wide there, boys. The non-chasers multi. Uh, Gunnar, what is your leg? Race four, number eight, Vamos Penny at dollar twenty-four. Uh, and Kenny, Tommy Shelby, and uh, Shaga. Race seven, number seven, Sunset Burbsky in the Sydney Cup. And, and what did uh, old Mark Duclos give us as well? Chrissy Banner. Race three, number two. All right, what can we give for all uh, all three? Well, three of them to place, Gunner. Uh, we'll give the punters an even two dollars. Uh, even two bucks. Surely, Paddy, surely. Surely. The non-places multi, <laughs> I love it. Um, of course, you only need three out of four max bet, 50 bucks. And just quickly, Kenny and Shagger, your best from around the country this week. What uh, do you got for us? I'll head to Saturday Night Cannington, Risk 5, Sir Monty, um, by far my best bet of the week. Okay, and, and uh, Shagger? Thursday at Sandown Park, race four, number seven, burn time. Very good. Well done, boys. Live it, love it, dream it, breathe it. That's all two guests, jam-packed show. Enjoy the Million Dollar Chase on Friday night. It's going to be a cracker on free-to-air TV as well on Channel 9 after the rugby league. Gamble responsibly. We are going to have a punt. Just R- do rugby. So. It's rugby. rugby. Rugby league. Rugby league. Gamble responsibly. 
We'll see you later. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah.